You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OKSIS, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OKSIS Podcast. Sisters, this is Scout Sobel, your co-host. I co-host this podcast with my sister IRL, Mads, and we are in for a treat this episode. And I say we because I cannot wait to listen back to this episode. If you sisters have been following the podcast for a while, you know that we like to do content corners sometimes, but this episode is very, very specifically all about TV. We interview Natasha and Justine from the Two Black Girls, One Rose podcast. We go all over the place from Selling Sunset to The Bachelor. And at the end, (laughs) you'll find my takeaway from this episode, which was very surprising to all involved. Um, But before we get into the episode, I just wanted to do a little quick reset and say hi, because I know we have some new sisters here, some new listeners and give a little give a little elevator pitch to what OKSIS is since it's evolved since my sister and I started it almost five years ago, which is insane. So OKSIS podcast is a podcast, obviously. Duh. You know, like when I say these things, I say the word podcast too much. I need to figure out how to my to maneuver my way around that because you know when you're writing, like when I was in AP Lang or AP Lit, I would always write. And if you said the same phrase twice, you would take it out. I feel like that happens to me all the time verbally. I say podcast too much. So side note, you sisters don't need to know this, but I am making a mental note to try to refrain from using that word, overly using that word, especially when I'm literally recording an episode. So 
Anyways, OK Sis is a podcast that I host with my sister. You can expect a lot of sisterly banter. On Monday, we interview a rad female guest or Mads and I take the stage and do a solo episode together and we cover everything from mental health, entrepreneurship, pop culture, personal development, spirituality, all of the things. And then on Wednesday, you can expect a solo episode for me all about motherhood, entrepreneurship, mental health, and spirituality. And then Mads has her solo episodes on Friday where she does personal development, pop culture, romance novels, content corner, etc. So I cannot wait for you all to get into this episode. We had a really, really fun talk and it felt like we were bringing it back to our roots since if you've been a part of the sisterhood for a while, you know that we were huge Batch Nation fans. We've interviewed a bunch of people from Batch Nation and so to dip our toes back into the community felt really good. So without further ado, Natasha and Justine from Two Black Girls, One Rose. Hi! Hey! How are you guys? Oh my gosh! Good! How are you? Doing well. Nice to see you. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for the shift in schedule. Where are you guys based? I'm in New York. And I'm in New Jersey. You're in New York. Okay. New Jersey. Okay, so you guys are East Coast girlies. Um, So yes. I was in Palm Springs. We're, we're West Coast girlies. I was mm-hmm. in Palm Springs. And usually I left ample time to drive. It usually takes like two and a half hours. It was, I, I don't know what happened. So now we're here. Thank here. you for the flexibility. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Mads, because I got COVID and I was like, Justine and Natasha, we have to reschedule. So Mads and I on our end are a logistical hot mess and we apologize for all of it. It's all good. Shit happens. Yeah, that's true. We're here. We're here today. Also, like not me and Scout matching. Like we look like fucking, what, what's going on here? Like. I don't know. I'm into the beige blobness, white neutral situation. It's rubbing off on me, and I'm not. I'm not the a button f- up. Yeah, I'm in the yeah. office. I'm trying to be fucking professional. Nice. The mm. collared shirt. We see. We see you. We see you trying. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so I have so I was just listening to your recent episode, so I have a lot of questions and also I need to get your takes on a lot of things, but I thought we would start off by doing an OG okay sis segment called current fixations where we go around and we say something that we're currently obsessed with. And why don't Scout, why don't you start? Okay. I'll start right now. My current fixation is the superhuman app. So it's made by Mimi Bouchard and it's a meditation app, but she's actually trying to move away from that word. She's creating a new word. It's a different audio category where it's almost like the playlist that you can put on in the back of your life. So she has walking meditations, seated meditations, running meditations, doing the laundry meditations, whatever. And so I put one on in the morning and it's a positive affirmation 22-minute one. And while I make my breakfast and while I'm putting my baby down for a nap, I'm hearing this empowering music and these words that are saying that I'm capable and I'm confident and I can do the things that I want and I can live my dream life. And I feel like it's so great because even if I'm listening or if I'm not, it's such a beautiful backdrop to seep into the subconscious and to just make me feel 
more alive. I feel like, and I love, I'm really excited to talk to you guys because I know you guys are into every sort of cyber reality television show. And I feel like the stuff that we consume really affects our mood, our behaviors, what we're doing, et cetera. And so <laughs> that's kind of my my current fixation in in like when I want to give myself a pep talk, I'll just go to the superhuman app. Nice. I needed this app after Vanderpump. <laughs> probably. <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say like to like decompress mood. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, we all needed therapy after Vanderpump is more so yes. what it should have been. I love the Superhuman app. It's different than any other meditation app I've ever used because it taps into this, like they call it mm. like a cinematic experience. Like they mm-hmm. want you to feel like you're in a movie of your own life. So there's like this very dramatic music that plays behind you as if you're like the main character. So if you're looking to step into main character energy... Superhuman. I love it. Okay, Natasha, what about you? My current fixation, Justine knows this because I've been talking about this all the time, is just being outside. Summer is my season. I'm just mm-hmm. hashtag I'm outside every fucking day. I love it. So I live in New York. New York summer is like the best. The energy is so <laughs> we wait all, It feels like years for the, every year. It feels like we're waiting years <laughs> for it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just like every, this, the streets feel alive. You know, New York is, you know, 24-7, but it just feels extra, just, I don't know, beautiful and amazing in the summer. So I've been outside as much as possible. Um, last week, I did the absolute most. Honestly, I need to probably sit down this week and decompress and build some nothingness. But yeah, there's like the Tribeca Film Festival going on. Um, my husband and I went to Museum Fest last week, which is like the museums on the east side are like all free for like in the evening time. So we went and checked that out. Lincoln Center has like free movies. Me and my sister went to that. I've been doing like park days with friends. I was, you know, we we're walking through the farmer's market at Union Square after the movies and happy hours. And I'm just saying <laughs> yes to everything and probably going broke in the process, but just trying to live my best life and be outside and soak up all the vitamin D and yeah, just feeling really, really nice in my season of summer. Yes. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> I was actually, I'm so happy that's your current fixation, Natasha, because I was thinking the other day how, I mean, we live in Southern California, so outdoor is a privilege that we get to basically, you know, enjoy year mm-hmm. round. But it's such a simple thing that we forget is a tool in our toolbox to actually be happy and enjoy our lives. Like we just sit in our house all the time. Like I'll sit on my couch mm-hmm. and read a book. I'm like, wait a minute, I have a couch outside in my backyard. I could sit on my couch outside and read my book. And it's such a, mm-hmm. it's such a simple, weird shift that we don't actually think to be intentional around. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take that and compound that into my life and start going outside more. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think also New York has such a park culture mm-hmm. yeah. and LA is definitely not like that. Mm-hmm. And I I think during the pandemic it shifted a lot because obviously we all had to be outside. So I discovered parks in LA and I was like, there are parks here? <laughs> like what? Whoa. Okay. So and I always forget that it's so lovely to just set up a picnic, bring a, bring some wine and like yes. a, you know, cooler yeah. and just park your tushy in a park. Like why? Yeah. So I encourage everyone. And I think that's an amazing Thanks. practice, summer practice. Indeed. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> okay. Justine. Okay. I have two, but they're both short. My first one is Janelle Monet's new album. Oh my mm-hmm. God. <laughs> 
Oh my God, it's so good. It is so good. If you are like Natasha and you are outside all the time, that is the album. You just put it on, no skips, not a single one. She has everybody on there. Dochi's on there. Um, I think Smino's on there. Like everybody's on the album just killing it. And she, I think she had one of her like pleasure parties. She's been having kind of like a sexual awakening and a, a body self-love awakening lately. Same. Her titties are all over <laughs> the place. And she is having like a real renaissance see both the actual word and the Beyonce album <laughs> type of moment. And I am just here for it. I absolutely adore Janelle Monet. It's the best. Wait, can so. you, can you um, further elaborate what you mean by she's having... On um, what, a pleasure party? Yeah, what, is a pl- what does that consist of and how do we sign up? Oh, <laughs> oh I don't think there's any oh. signing up. I think you have to be lucky. <laughs> okay. But she has... Um, Janelle Monet is like known for her parties. Oh, okay, got it. As on a celebrity level, like just like her party. Got yeah, it, got it, got it, got yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, her album is called The Age of Pleasure. She has all these like pleasure t-shirts, great merch, huh. fantastic mm. merch. We love and merch. so yeah, check out The Age of Pleasure. It is incredible. So, so good. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. 
Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. And then I'm also getting a really obsessed and into the science behind hair care and length retention. I recently had a horrible haircut experience. And so then I dyed my hair blonde and now I feel like my evil twin. (laughs) And so I'm looking to just grow my hair back to its original length. And for anybody listening, I'm a curly haired girl. My curls go from 3C to 4B. And I have been looking into all the science behind what's the difference between rice oil and rice bran oil, that growth oils are really like most of them are BS, but then scalp massages really are amazing. And just getting into that, which is really exciting, really fun. Oh, wow. That's like a whole freaking wormhole. Real quick, I'm going to I'm going to mm-hmm. do a second current fixation because I think this is going to piggyback off that one, Justine. Try the Crown Affair yeah. scalp exfoliator, okay? I mm-hmm. never thought about scalp exfoliation ever. I didn't think it was a thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was important, mm-hmm. and I got it. And it single-handedly is the best hair product I have ever tried across the entire board. Wow. I see an, a difference yeah. in my roots and in the – what's the word? Fuck. The quality. The quality. Density? Quality. Uh, I don't know. Oh, the quality? science terms. You can do the science. The follicles. Try that out because when I was on my hair care journey, I found it and I was like, holy shit, no one is talking about scalp exfoliators for hair care, hair growth, all the things. So interesting. Cool. Yeah. Check it out. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my current fixation is, and this is going to segue into the meat of the episode. I'm going to do a TV show and it is Never Have mm. I Ever. The, the Love it. miraculous, the Emmy snubbed Never Have I Ever. I haven't heard so of Mindy it. Mindy Kaling. You've never heard of it? Uh-uh. Never Have I Ever. Okay. So Never Have I Ever is a Mindy Kaling produced, uh, you know, coming out a brainchild. And it's about an Indian girl in high school. And she's obsessed with, you know, the hot popular guy. And it's just the journey of him falling in love with her. And then they're together and she goes through high school, high school, who like shenanigans. (laughs) And it's absolutely (laughs) fantastic. It's such a good feel good show. They season four just dropped. So everyone binge it. I had like randomly stopped after season two. And so I was like, oh, wow. I like, why did I do that? And so I'm catching up and it's a good one. Have you guys seen it? I have. I'm also obsessed with it. Uh, This season was 
the final season, I think. So it was like a series finale. Oh, no. And yeah, sorry to break it to you if you didn't realize that. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Great. Great. It's so good. Like, I immediately when it finished, yeah. I was like, I want to watch it again. It's so well written. All of the characters, on top of them being really funny, they just all have like really rich backstories as well, which I feel like is pretty rare mm-hmm. sometimes for like a comedy, like sitcom. I generally like anything that Mindy Kalen has done on TV. So I'm a huge, yeah. huge fan of Never Have I Ever. Hmm. Yeah. I got to watch this one. I've never even heard of it. See how you would like it. You'd be into it. Hmm. It's a good one. Are you guys the summer I turn pretty girlies or no? I have no idea what that is. It's on my list, but I haven't gotten there yet. But I love that brand, okay. that like coming of age, teenage, that, yeah, all of that stuff I eat yeah. generally. I'm watching mm-hmm. some very interesting tv these days like i'm in a i'm in a weird corner you know what i mean like i feel like potenti- <laughs> you're always in a weird corner i feel like natasha and justine you guys probably have some themes going on within your tv corner because that's what you talk about on the internet a little bit but i feel like my themes are really fucking all over the place right now like for example <laughs> mm-hmm. i just finished american born Chinese boy. I think it's, I think the boy's at the end. It might just be American born Chinese. It's a new Disney movie that's like kind of Marvel y. Is it Marvel y? Fuck. Wait, are there crossovers? The most off brand thing about Scout is that she's part of the Marvel universe and it like confuses me <laughs> okay. to this day. I'm like, how did this. It's not part of the Marvel Universe. It's not part of the Marvel Universe. Okay, Okay, so I'm watching that. It's about a Chinese boy who's a teenager in high school. His parents were born in China. He's born in America. And it's there's a magical component to it. It's very fucking good, and I highly recommend. But then Righteous Gemstones came back for season three. Do you guys watch Righteous Gemstones? I don't. See, see, this is like heard of this. But what is okay? It's (laughs) do you guys know who Danny McBride is? The comedian? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so he yeah, created sure. this show. John Goodman's in it. And it's about... Um, oh, I know what it is. Yeah. A family who has a megachurch. It's basically, I realize, Succession. Oh, but yeah, a comedy this. and a megachurch versus a media conglomerate. Yes. Megachurch. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I remember That's this. That's a good uh, yeah. description. I liked that. Right? I realized it last night because there's, there's two boys... There's a daughter and they're all competing to take over the family business. Exactly succession. Oh, wow. So if you're missing okay. succession, guys, go right, <laughs> on, right along to Righteous Gemstones <laughs> to get your succession fixed. Oh so anyways, God. I'm confused um, and okay. need your help is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got well. Um, have we recapped Selling Sunset on? Because that's the that's the crossover between Scow and I is Selling mm-hmm. Sunset is like mm-hmm. really where we mm-hmm. blend. It's the in the middle of the Venn diagram. I think we touch on it a little bit. But what are your guys' thoughts on like the latest season? Oof, oh, my favorite <laughs> show. Yeah, yeah same. <laughs> love that show. Love it. It's so vapid. Oh, <laughs> love it. No one's, I laugh at how hard they laugh at their own jokes because none of them are (laughs) funny because they're just so glamorous. They can't be bothered to be funny. It's the best ever. It's so, it just takes me right into whatever house they're in and whatever like $80,000 outfit they're wearing. I just love it. My brain turns completely (laughs) off. That's what we're looking for. Yep. What are your thoughts on Chriselle? Do we feel like she went too far or are we like... You found your voice or what? What's the thoughts? I'm like, I'm happy for Chriselle. She's in love. She's with G Flip. They're, you know, she's living her best life. The drug accusations, that's a good too far for me. 
Yeah, <laughs> was a little OD. Like, because I, I just feel like they're all doing shit behind the scenes, and I feel like there's like this unspoken rule right. that there's certain things we just don't talk about, particularly if most of us are like mothers. I'm not gonna talk about your Molly usage yeah, at Coachella. Totally. Like, I'm just not gonna do that. Totally. But the fact that she brought it up, it kind of almost like she broke a guideline and. Yeah, I wasn't mm-hmm. a huge fan of that move by her. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I thought that was a little too far and pretty low of her. And that, I mean, yeah, that girl was a clear asshole. Like, we're going to see it. Like, the the mm-hmm. tapes, uh, like, speak for themselves. Like, we don't need to throw mm-hmm. a drug accusation on top of all that. <laughs> right. Anyways, we're going to go fast between the, because there's a lot of shows we got to cover. I'm actually rewatching Shit's Creek right now, which leads me to a question for both of you, since you guys are really great at, you know, I feel like assessing TV shows. What's the one TV show that you go back and will rewatch over and over and over again? Mine is Parks and Rec. Like, I've literally seen it six times. For me, I've seen Master of None season two oh. many, many times. It's been a so while. I'm actually good. overdue for another <laughs> watch. <laughs> is that but, the is that the Italy is that the Italy one? That's the Italy season. Yes. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I just the writing is. What just about so you, Justine? Good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I have a TV show that I watch over and over again. I am extraordinarily obsessed and have been since the pandemic with Drag Race. Oh. And so I will go back and just murder a season of Drag Race in 36 <laughs> hours. And I will also watch a lot of, uh, a lot of Trixie and Katya mm. doing, uh, um, they have a YouTube show, which is great. I never got into Drag Race and I hear it's yeah, fantastic. It's yeah, amazing. That's what I hear. Yep. Okay. It's a very yep. like happy mm-hmm. watch. Similar, similar in feeling yeah. to Selling Sunset. When you're watching Selling Sunset, you're just smiling the whole time because it's like yeah. so <laughs> rosy and like you're just feeling happy. Drag yeah. Race is just a very happy watch. You're just beaming yeah. with joy the entire mm-hmm. time. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Mine is, I call these my fall asleep shows, is How I Met Your Mother, mm. Friends, and then I just watched the entirety of Grey's Anatomy, which is what? <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm still watching it. Like it's still on yeah. With, yeah. with Meredith yeah. Grey, not on the show, the, oh the epitomous of the show. Literally, yeah. it's, it's a bit, it's a lot to keep up with, but yeah. you know what? I feel like yeah. it's my pride and joy and it's like, I still watch Grey's and none of you bitches do. So like, I have that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. That's my that's my show. That's, that's like I keep flex. going back to. Yeah. yeah. It's my flex. Okay, so let's let's do a little state of the union for Bachelor. The little context. I mean, your guys' show is called Two Black Girls, One Rose. You guys, I'm assuming, started by Bachelor recaps and then uh branched mm-hmm. out. But we used to be Bachelor Nation stands. We used to be in the Bachelor Nation. We had we became like a Bachelor podcast. Honestly, at one point we had so <laughs> yeah. many. We had like so many Batch people on. Yeah, it was very mm-hmm. interesting. And then mm-hmm. Scout dropped off. I want to say Peter's season. No, I I watched half of Tasha's season, and that's when I was like, after Peter's, I was like, this is crazy. And then I started, and I was like, this is too much, and this is a train wreck, and I don't know what's happening. And then I just felt bad about myself. Like I just, I felt shame. Like mm. I felt shame after watching Batch. And I used to love <laughs> Batch so much. And there was something that just went off the yeah. fucking rails for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So mm. I stopped after Gabby and Rachel season. So fairly recent. Zach was the first mm-hmm. season I didn't watch for a very, very long time, which is, and I I held on for a little too long. So I want to hear your guys' like 
what's going on? What's what can you like one catch us up on like what's happening? And then also just like, what's going on with this series? Is it dying? Is it on life support? I saw this one headline that was like bachelor is on life support. So I want to get your guys's take on, on the state of the union of it right now. So we also didn't watch Zach season. Um, in the five oh, okay. years we've <laughs> recapped the bachelor, that was the one season we were like, we just can't do it. We're coming back now for charity. But I do think the show is definitely on life support. I think the energy from the fans have kind of died down. That was part of our reason of why we decided not to do Zach's season. It wasn't just us not wanting to recap it. It was also our listeners and just Bachelor Nation collectively was not excited about this guy. But I think The Bachelor is now living in an era of love is blind and The Ultimatum and Married at First Sight and Temptation Island and all these other shows that are really looking at modern dating from a very real lens um, in a way that The Bachelor is still trying to exist in this very fantasy land. And in the age of like social media and like a hookup culture and, you know, it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like the escape that we need as it used to serve that purpose. Um, so I feel like it's definitely... Um, yeah, it's trying to figure out itself. It's trying to figure out what it's doing. I think them naming charity is them, again, trying to nod to diversity and maybe trying to bring in black viewers. I don't really know what that decision is trying to do, um, but you could feel them reaching. Um, but really, the show definitely needs like an overhaul of some sort because it's competing against Love is Blind, which is a global institution, and people love it, particularly for the conversation that it creates about relationships and love that everyone is talking about when it's on. And The Bachelor just doesn't have that draw anymore, but it does have an audience. I mean, there's no, there's very few shows that have been on TV for over 20 years. So it's providing something for the viewers. And for us and our audience, like we're still having great deep conversations about dating and love. But yeah, I'm not really sure what, what production is thinking, what they're planning, but we'll see. <laughs> when does her uh, season start? Next Monday or the 26th. Yeah. So yeah. this okay. is, this is the problem with jumping off the bandwagon of Batch is that it's hard to jump back on because there is that like, you know, you they pick the contestant from the last season. If I watched Paradise now, I'd have no idea who anybody is if Paradise is even happening. But it just feels like, you know, when I heard that they did Gabby and who else? Rachel. 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 It's like you didn't learn your lesson from the backlash you got from putting Caitlin Bristow and the other girl together as two bachelorettes. There was mm -hmm. something, and you're right, like Love is Blind, I never really thought about it that way, that shows like Love is Blind is actually opening up a conversation that we can all have versus The Bachelor just feels like this staple in this genre, right? As you said, it's been around for 20 years. There's like the rose is iconic, the format's iconic, and that social experiment is no longer fresh, new, or relevant to us anymore. And so to keep, it's like, it's honestly like beating a dead horse at this point, I feel like. Like there's no room for innovation. There's no room for fresh voices. There's no room for a representation of what dating is like today or even like a pulse on the conversation. And so that's why it feels just like this, marketing PR machine, right? And like, as you said, like there's no escapism in it because you know it's not just calculated by the producers, but calculated by the contestants at this point too. And it's mm -hmm. just a whole lot of, a whole lot of shit show going on. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if they shifted to a streaming service, how that 
could impact the show because I think there are a lot of restraints. I think I think they need to get out of the pressure to propose at the end. But Definitely. that's again like but that's hard because then it's like what is the show? I guess then you're just dating and it's not as dramatic, but there mm-hmm. are so many times that I feel like some of the couples could have been great if there wasn't that that pressure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder what it would be like to do to be on a streaming service because Love is Blind, I actually just watched the last season, which was phenomenal, like sensational. I don't know what I was doing, why I wasn't watching it with everyone else, but I just binged it. (laughs) And it was sensational. Like I was on the edge of my seat. I Mm -hmm. fell in love with every single character. Mm -hmm. I was so invested. And just Bachelor doesn't feel that way anymore. It's like every single contestant is there to get Instagram followers. Like it is so clear. Whereas Love is Blind... You can kind of like sense these people are, except for that one girl that was crazy. Um, I forget her name. Irina. Yeah. She was definitely there to get, to get famous, but the rest of them like actually seemed like they wanted to fall in love and it was very genuine. I think with Bachelor Nation too, um, I think particularly like with our community, people are holding on for the community element at this point, (laughs) like the getting to tune in every Monday. There is still something to the tuning in every Monday, the collective conversation, we're sharing the memes, we're having fun, we're having like live watches on our Discord and our Facebook. I think people are more drawn to that and the community elements of it because we all, as you said, it's predictable, it's formulaic, we know exactly what we're going to get. We know the innovative ways that they can change up the show that they refuse to, but we still keep tuning in and there's something to just like the sisterhood feel of us all watching it together that is still compelling. I feel like there's almost like a Super Bowl effect of the finale where like I remember on the day of the finale, I wouldn't check social because I knew, I don't know if like (laughs) East Coast got it before us or there would all be spoilers. Like I literally would not touch social for a whole day and I didn't have cable. So I'd go to my dad's or I'd make plans or we'd, you know what I'm saying? And it was, it was this big day Mm -hmm. for all of us and we all sit there and watch Mm -hmm. it together. And I do miss that aspect and I don't think there's another show that gives us that sense of community the way The Bachelor does and so maybe they need to pull on that Drag race. Drag race. Drag race. Oh, drag race. Okay. Okay. We got it. We got to get on the drag race. We got to get on the drag race train. It's like yep. enough already. Like we got to yep. get on it. I know. I, I totally agree with you, Natasha. Like for the last four seasons, I was literally only watching in order to listen to podcast episodes are recapping it. So like mm-hmm. your show, mm-hmm. I also love the one on The Ringer with Juliette Littman, what is it, Bachelor Party. And then Jared Freed, who's this really funny comedian, will like scream live, watch it on his Instagram stories. And so it's like for those levels of the other people's voices and the discourse around it, <laughs> then I would literally watch it, which is so crazy. I feel like I don't do that with any other show, but there's so much chatter. So it's so true. But I, I'm, I feel like I've just been... just the watching the actual show I'm like how many brain cells can I kill you know what I mean (laughs) yeah it also shows you like the power not only of the fandom but of like the empire and the economy of The Bachelor as well like you're not the first person I've heard who's like I don't even watch the show I just listen to your podcast or I just tune in for yeah Jared Freed's like story breakdowns or whatever and so I think yeah it's just like a while there's not a lot of shows that have that kind of like capture on culture every Monday, that there's a whole economy that literally pays us now to, you know, our our whole podcast for five years is based on The Bachelor. And so, yeah, there's something to it. I just think we, 
as viewers, we're like tired. There's definitely a fatigue and we wish we could see some of the innovation we see on other shows infused in. So maybe that's why we stick around to kind of see maybe they'll do it this season, maybe this season, maybe this season. Yeah. Have they ever reached out to you guys? Like ABC? No. <laughs> That's so dumb. That's so dumb. No, 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 no. Yeah. ABC's afraid of people like you guys. They they like controlling the narrative. They have their yeah. contestants on tight contracts. They do not want to partner with what the people actually have to say about that show. Yeah. I would be very surprised if they reached out to you. Yep. I think I'm going to mm-hmm. fucking watch The Bachelor. Yes, yeah. I think I'm going to jump back in. <laughs> <laughs> I so I'm back back in. In. Is that what you're getting? That's what you're oh getting from God. this conversation. Is that we gotta rewatch oh a Bachelor? <laughs> Uh, I expect yeah. a recap episode I mean, look, next week. There's nothing else to watch. <laughs> there's nothing else to watch. Okay, that's what I want to I want to end or wrap up with. Okay, we mentioned Drag Race, of course. That's like number one on our list. But what are some other shows that like we need to get into? What are I know you guys are big big Bravo girlies. We're not We're so not. much. I was Vanderpump, but you know what? What are the must must watches? We're both loving Summer House, Martha's Vineyard. So if you are a Bravo yeah. person. I was big on Summer House, regular Summer House, and now this new branch of the franchise, Martha's Vineyard, all black cast. They're just as messy. And, and yeah, it's really interesting, the drama and just watching it. I love it. I think Drag Race for sure. Did you guys watch The Ultimatum Queer Love? No, I didn't watch the. Re- I didn't watch that. Oh, so we hated oh. The Ultimatum okay. Straight okay. Version. Hated it. It was awful but also had very realistic elements to it they had their phones they went out to the club they were hooking up with people outside the show mess right so whatever they did a version with an all lesbian cast so people who are non-binary and female all coupled together and it okay. is fantastic wow. i cannot i've been believe hearing a lot of chatter the turnaround. About it, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's okay. amazing okay, really, adding really that good. To our list. Mm-hmm. we're adding it we're adding it and then, oh, couples therapy on Showtime. Ooh. If you're not watching that, you're crazy. Wait, you're crazy. Wait, what even is that? Is that the one with Jason Siegel? No, that's shrinking. <laughs> no, this is a yeah. docu-series. Oh. It's a docu-series <laughs> of a, a real couples therapist here based in New York doing couples therapy sessions with oh, wow. four or five different couples. And you're like a fly on the wall. Yeah. But the way oh, that they film it is like very incredible. cinematic. So it's really engaging. And yeah. the couples that they find are like just... I mean, real couples going through real shit, but it's like some of their stuff real is shit. like, yep. what? Like, how did yeah. how did the yeah. couples and they get into it? How did the couples deep. like sign off on that? Like, why yeah. would you ever? You know what? This therapist is one of the best therapists in the country. I would say. Um, so they probably got free sessions. They probably like got in and they got free <laughs> sessions. And she, I think she's like. This was years ago, but a friend of mine tried to get her, and she was like eight twenty five a session. Ooh, like it's got it, cr- but she's yeah. like, your whole life. life. Yeah. Your whole life <laughs> is like I know. transformed after you see oh this lady. God. And even the therapist, Doctor Orna, she has a therapist who Natasha and I the call orb. her. What do we call her? The orb. She's like oh my she god, she is so fantastic. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So if you are, if you're into like trash reality, this is a kind of reality that makes you think, makes you think about you and your Ooh, partner, like makes you think about you and your relationship with yourself and is actually very, very quality. Okay. Oh, that's amazing. That's adding into my list. And I know you guys, I know you guys watch Jewish matchmaking and Scout, I'm, I feel like mm-hmm. you would love it. Obviously I watched Jewish matchmaker. Oh, you did. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Harmony and I are DMing, okay? Obviously, Harmony. I watched that show. We have got to get Harmony on the pod. Yeah, I oh, told wow. her. 
Jewish yeah, yeah, matchmaking. We, we, we could talk about it another time because that's like a full debrief situation of where <laughs> – Okay. Yeah, of the whole thing. I, I'll give it a yeah. seven. Okay. That's pretty high for none of the couples <laughs> ending up together. That's pretty high. <laughs> I just meant like as a Not TV one. show, you know. Sure. Because, yeah, I guess we don't care about the success of the yeah. matchmaker. I just, <laughs> at the end, I was like – that. That's wait. So- <laughs> Did we? Nobody worked yeah. out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody worked out. It's just like a montage of each person. And I was like, so, okay, great. Love that. <laughs> nothing, nothing happened. Great. Um, okay. Let's ask our last question that we ask okay. every single guest that comes on. Okay. Sis, if you were to brag about something in your life and you cannot be humble, what would you brag about? We'll start with Natasha. Um, so outside of the podcast for the past like four years, I've been running a nonprofit with my husband, um, called Dorsen Community. We work with inner city youth in the greater Newark area, mostly low income, first gen students of color. And the students we've been working with for the past four years just graduated from high school. All 18 of them are going to college. It's been a blessing, probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, I feel like I just took on like 18 adopted youth over the past four years Um, And I'm very proud of what we were able to accomplish with the program and just really proud of the students as well. Wow. wow. Incredible. Holy fuck. That is a, that is something you should be really, really proud of. That's That's incredible. Thank you. Okay. Justine. I think I would be the most proud of how realistic and kind of final I've come with my journey of body image and, I think there's a lot of stuff on the internet about like body positivity, body neutrality. I gained a lot of weight in the pandemic. I gained a lot of weight making this business. And I think I started to really look realistically and say, okay, I don't know if I'll ever have a good relationship with my body. Now what? Mm. We got to figure this out. I got to keep living. I can't just keep hiding under big clothes. I can't just keep not buying anything for myself. I can't just keep looking in the mirror, hating myself. I got to just look this in the face and say, this might not ever get better. And being very, very realistic with myself. And hopefully I'll have uh, the strength one day to like get on a platform and really tell the whole story. But I'm really proud of where I'm at with that and how realistic I really look at it because I don't have to fall deeply in love with my body every day. Like Mm. I don't have to do that. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a really, really... Mm -hmm. We've been talking about that a lot of like, there's such a self-love, love your body, love, love, like that's where it jumps to. Yeah. But that, if you are, if you've always been in this self-loathing place about your body, that seems like such a large jump where yeah. I recently heard someone talk about body neutrality, like literally just, you don't have to love mm-hmm. your body, at least not yet, but can we even just be like grateful mm-hmm. and understand that we have a body that is healthy and able to like bring us from place to place. And even just thinking about that, it just has such a deeper, yeah, yeah. it makes you feel like more appreciative for what you have. But I love yeah. that. Such a good That's journey. Yeah. And there's a lot of onus on the person too, right? If you're supposed to self-love, self-love, that's all on you. And if you get sized out of everything your favorite influencer puts up, how are you you supposed to love yourself after that? Mm -hmm. It's almost impossible, right? So I'm really proud of that. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. This was so fun. We (laughs) love doing TV Corner and more reality TV stuff. I feel like the (laughs) sisterhood definitely misses that type of content. So this will be a nice breath of fresh air. Hmm. Where can everyone follow you, listen to the pod, all the things. 
you can find us on all podcast platforms. So we put out three episodes a week, one on mm-hmm. the public feed, two on Patreon. Um, we just finished Vanderpump, The Idol. We're diving into Swiping America, which is a dating docuseries mm-hmm. on HBO. That'll be on the public feed. We are doing The Bachelorette on Patreon. Um, we're dropping our cast mm-hmm. bios episode tomorrow where we kind of go through all the men and talk shit about them. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, we've just talked uh, Ultimatum Queer Love on Patreon, Married at First Sight, a lot of fun stuff on our Patreon. But yeah, find us everywhere where you find podcasts, Two Black Girls, One Rose on on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of the things. Beautiful. Well, thank you, ladies and sisters. You can find us at OKSIS Podcast. We love you. We love you. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life tune in every thursday to i'm not your shrink wherever you listen to podcasts while i'm not your shrink i am still human and i'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together